guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, John Cook. Welcome to the podcast, Stay Loaded. Today's episode, we're going to talk about boom mode to correction mode. I'm going to share with you my 12 surefire ways to draw new business, new clients into whatever type of business you have. Um, Specifically, though, we're going to talk a little bit more today about dumpsters, dumpster rentals, the roll-off, the junk removal, that type of space. Guys, the, the, the first step in bringing in new business is understanding what your client's pain points are. Let me explain this. Your client's pain points. Pain points are anything that your client is frustrated about, anything that your client can't get someplace else, anything that your client is openly discouraged about, why they're talking about you, uh, whether it's in reviews or anything like that. Look, the best, the best way to find out pain points of all clients, even if they're not your clients, just pain points in the industry, start reading reviews. For any of you guys that have watched my Instagram or my YouTube, you know I hate the advice, call your competition to figure out pricing. I hate that. I think it's the worst advice out there. Here's what you do. Go to Google, go to your industry, whether it's dumpsters, and start Googling all the dumpster companies. Start with reviews. Start, But don't start with the best reviews. You can sort. Sort with the one-star reviews. And just start reading what people are upset about. Are they upset about pricing? Are they upset about location? Are they upset about services? Are they upset about how you book in? Are they upset about the days of the week that you operate? Whatever it is. What you really need to do is you need to identify all of the pain points that your particular industry has. Make a list. Write them down on a piece of paper. Uh, Rank them if you want. And then what you're going to do is you're going to figure out how to turn all those no's into yeses. Same day got started because nobody wanted to take concrete. No concrete, no dirt, no brick, no rock, no sod, no heavy materials. You name it, the list goes on. Every ad I read, every website I went to, everything I read was just no, 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 no. No wonder you're not going to get any business. If everything that you're leading out with is no, it's not very inviting to your customer. So I figured out how to turn those no's into yeses effectively turning those pain points into positive experiences for the clients, that's the first step you need to do. Identify those pain points, turn them into positive experiences. You guys all know I'm a big concrete dumpster guy. I'm a big dirt dumpster guy. I like sod. I like all the stuff nobody else likes. It allows me to create my own shot in my industry. It allows me to uh, offer products and services to my customers that I know the big three, you know, your waste management, your republics, your uh, ace disposal here in Salt Lake, whoever it might be in your market. Everyone knows there's the big boys out there. Find something they don't want to do. Uh, It's super easy to carve out a niche. Remember, guys, there's riches in the niches. So just try and find something that you can do to Turn those no's into yeses. That's the first thing. Number two, guys, I don't know how, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter any of that. You need to get savvy with social media. How that looks to you is up to you, but you cannot afford to be the, uh, oh, if you know, you know, um, Oh, I don't do anything on social media. Look, you got to get on social media. I, I believe this, and I say this a lot. It used to be in all things in business. It's who, know, who you know. You, you could open doors with relationships. You could get business with relationships, and you still can. But guys, in this new business climate, it literally is who knows you. And they don't know you. If you're unwilling to get on social media, if you're unwilling to put your story out there, if you're unwilling to put your services out there, you need 
to get aggressive. You need to get savvy with it. And you need to start thinking outside of the box. Look, think of so think of social media as more like your what I like to call social currency. I'm not saying that you get on Instagram and all your clients are going to come from Instagram. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, they may not come from there. But here's what being on social media does. It gives you social currency. If I'm looking for a business and I Google them or I run across them someplace, I'm going to go look to see if they say who they are. I'm going to look and see if they can back up the promises that they're making online. I'm going to go look and see if they've taken the time and they're disciplined enough to touch all the bases. Do they have Google? Are they on? Do they have a website? Uh, do they have Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Are they on YouTube? Whatever it is, whatever you feel you need to do to check them out, you need to do it. Too many times, guys, I look at a business and they've got nothing. They barely got a website. And there's just no social proof that they can back up or that I'm going to get the type of experience. Or better yet, I'm going to get a problem handled because they're kind of hard to find. Somebody who is all over social media is much more apt to take care of a problem or an incident that comes up with a client just because of the reach of social media. They don't want the bad publicity. Uh, they want to make sure their customers are happy and different things like that. So number two, get savvy with your social media. Um, you, you need to make an effort. If you're going to draw new clients and new business in, this is a really good way to do it without spending any money. Um, it's your social currency. It's got to happen. Make a commitment to it. Um, you can display your new products on there. You can display your new services. You can make announcements. You can do pop-ups. You can do all sorts of things with the power of social media. And guys, it doesn't take much. It just takes one person, two people to really love what you're doing. They share it on social media. It's an extremely powerful tool. If you're not on it, it's time to get on it and time to get savvy. Coming in at number three is something that is extremely powerful if you do it right and it can backfire just as badly if you don't do it right. I'll give you an example. Number three, I think you should host charities and giveaways, not discounts. Let me say that again. I think hosting charities and giveaways are a great way to get community engagement, to get brand awareness, to get um, traction, and to get people noticing your business. Discounts, don't do it. For any reason, discounts are terrible. I'm going to give you a couple reasons why discounts are bad. I was raised on... The understanding, it's death by Groupon. If you guys have ever heard that, basically what it means is you're discounting away um, your services. And think about it like this. If you offer a new client discount, I know people do this all the time. I hate this. I absolutely hate this. And, and once I explain this to you, you guys will never look at it the same. I have longtime client a over here and I have new client B long-term client a pays my full asking price they abide by all the rules they're respectful for my equipment they always run on time they never put anything um, that they shouldn't put in the dumpster they're not putting items that cost extra money they just play by the rules they're pleasant to get along with they pay on time everything over here I'm trying to draw a new business so what do I do I, I throw out a 25% discount to client B to get him over. Think about how disrespectful this is. You have client A who's a loyal client of yours. And now you're giving discounts to somebody that hasn't even shown any loyalty to you at all. And you're starting to raise that client that you're willing to discount. You're willing to discount your services. You're willing to discount your product. Guys, don't do it. Don't get involved in discounts in any way. It's, it's very, very difficult 
to get customers off that. You, you start this whole movement in your client books of people just waiting for discounts. They're, they're just going to hold out for you because they know eventually you're going to hold a discount. Don't do it. Um, I hate discounts, but I do like charities and I do like giveaways. I'll give you an example. A couple weeks ago on Instagram, I put on my story, I was looking for somebody that's selling Girl Scout cookies. Um, I'm looking for um, one of my clients that has maybe a daughter in Girl Scout, anything else like that. It's Girl Scout cookie times, and let's face it, who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? Had some people message through to me. First person that messaged me, I said, I want to buy a thousand box of Girl Scout cookies. That's a lot of cookies. But what we're... What we do with it is a little bit different. We use the cookies to tip out our clients. For example, if they rent a dumpster for, from us, when we drop the dumpster off, we give them a box of cookies. Hey, thanks for supporting our business. Guys, it's not much. It's five bucks. It's six bucks. It's nothing. But what it is, is it's polite. It's acknowledgement that you appreciate them. Who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? And you're doing something that nobody else ever does. Guys, ask yourself this. When was the last time you went anywhere and somebody tipped you out as a client? I'm not talking about cash. I'm talking about a way to say thank you to your clients. I like calling the, it the term tip out. How do you tip out your clients? When was the last time you went anywhere and anybody gave you anything? Nowhere. All you get are electronic emails asking for a five-star review and rate our company and leave me this and leave me that and all that stuff. When was the last time anyone ever said genuinely face-to-face, -face, looked you in the eye, shook your hand and said, thank you. It just doesn't happen. It's a lost art. So we use the Girl Scout cookies uh, for that. We like, to tip, we like to tip out the clients. It's a good purpose. It serves a good purpose. Uh, you're, you're teaching the young ladies and our youth about business. You're getting something in return. You're tipping out your clients. It's just a, a good feel good story all the time. That's one way to do like charities and giveaways in this, in the same kind of space. Other thing you can do, get involved with little league baseball. You can, um, you know, sponsor a team, uh, spend money that way. You can get your name on their jerseys. Uh, all these little league teams need businesses to help support them. I mean, half that program just runs on donations. You know, that, that's not running because a parent's paying 50, 60 bucks to have their kid play little league. The entire program is literally being run by business owners, business owners like you, business owners like me, that are willing to step up, sponsor a team, pay for officials, different things like that. So rather than thinking about how can I discount, I would rather do charities and giveaways. And I've had church groups come to me and ask for discounts. I'd rather give them the dumpster for free. Honestly, it's a better format than asking for discounts. Discounts, you're just, you're creating a culture that you're never going to get away from and you're going to always attract people that are looking for a discount. Look, I'll pick and choose who I give a dumpster for free to, but if it's a good cause, usually that comes in the form of churches, uh, rehab centers, schools. For me, that's just, that's the box that I kind of operate out of. If those guys come to me, they're on a limited budget, they're looking for a steep discount. They're looking for something. I'd much rather just, hey, let me get involved. Let me get behind your cause. Let me help support you. And uh, I'm going to donate through the dumpster. So a couple things to keep in, keep in mind on that. Stay away from the, the discounts. Think more charities and more giveaways. All right. Number four on my list is I still... I still can't believe, guys, the amount of guys that either don't have websites or they don't have the ability to let their clients book online 24-7. This is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Guys, you got to remember, not everybody wants to talk to you. 
Not everybody wants to call between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Not everybody um, wants to do everything the way you want it done. I wake up every day to one or two online orders in the middle of the night. I want you to think about this. These guys went online. They researched it. Yeah, my content on my website and my online checkout has to be on point because you have to be able to answer all their questions and lead them down the purchasing experience in an efficient manner to the point that they will convert. So it's not just having an online store or a way to check out or a way to book or a way to rent. It has to be a good, smooth experience that you can actually convert. I wake up every day to one or two of these. Middle of the night, someone booked a dumpster. They researched the dumpster. They figured out what size they wanted. They figured out all the questions. They checked all the box about restrictions or I'm not doing this or I'm in this county or I'm in your service area or I understand what I can and can't do. Put in their credit card and paid. If you guys don't have a way that they can book their dumpsters online, there's someone like me in every market. And if you don't answer your phone and you don't have a way for them to book, or even if you do answer your phone, but it's 1030 at night, you're not answering your phone. Midnight, you're not answering your phone. They're going to find the business like me that allows them to book online in the middle of the night. Guys, you got to you got to learn how to let your booking and your reservation system work for you while your business is not open. It's 2023, guys. Get the fuck with it. You, you can't you can't just do this the same way that you did even 6 months ago, even a year ago, even 3 years ago. It is so outdated. You got to be more aggressive. You got to be more progressive. You, you've got to give your clients choices that they can get elsewhere. If you're listening to this, one, and you don't have a website, you're not even in the game today. You're just, you're, you're, you're not even, you're not even on a team. You're not even playing. If you do have a website and it is not cutting edge informative, educative, entertaining, and make it easy to take your client's money. If you make it hard to take your client's money, they're not going to spend it. Just go look at your website, the analytics on the back, on the backside and look at how many, how many bounce rates or how many back out rates you have. Find out what page they're bouncing out of your site. That is a pain point for them and you need to fix it. You got to make it smooth all the way through. You need to get a website. You need to allow your customers to spend their money in the middle of the night. Hey man, who's to say I'm guilty. I buy stuff at two o'clock in the morning all the time. I don't wait for them to open and call them on the phone. And I only buy from businesses that I can figure out. Is this a product that I want? It's well described. I can read reviews about it. I can go through my whole process and I buy it. Am I proud that I buy stuff at 2 a.m.? No, I don't really care. It's just what I do sometimes when I can't sleep. I buy shit. Your clients are no different. No different. I'm going to tell you right now, I, th I was looking at it last week and I want to say 38, 38.5% of my total bookings are online. That's a big number, guys. It's a big number, too, when the market's not red hot. It's a big number anytime, but it's especially a big number when this time of year, this kind of the point in the economy, everyone is scrapping for every rental, every client, every job they can get without taking the terrible jobs. So keep that in mind. Um, get your website Make the experience easy for them. Make it easy to take their money. Don't make them think too hard about it. 
and give them the ability to do business with you 24-7. Again, it's 2023, guys. You got to start playing like that because, like I mentioned earlier, there's someone like me in every market. And if you if you don't offer that, they're going to find my website. And when they find my website, I'm going to convert them. You need that to draw new clients into your business. Number five on my list. I would encourage you to offer some type of rewards or loyalty program. This doesn't need to be anything crazy. Rewards and loyalty are just an extra little way to say, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the business. I appreciate you supporting my family. Everyone loves loyalty. You know, coffee companies, Starbucks, these guys, they've been doing it forever. Buy nine, get one free. Buy 10, get one free. Get a discount, punch card. There's so many ways you can do it. Even in dumpsters, you should offer some type of loyalty or rewards program. I'll give you an example. Um, I frequently work with a couple of guys that get on projects where they'll run 8, 10, 12, 14 dumpsters on a project. A lot of times I want to give them a discount, but rather than giving them a discount, say, per dumpster, I back in load it. I'll give you an example. If somebody runs 12 dumpsters, I might have them pay full price for 11, and then I give them some type of discount on the 12th. We all know the clients that call and it's like, hey, I need a great price. I'm going to rent 10 dumpsters from you. I'm going to change your life. I'm going to change your business. Uh, They're just gaslighting you trying to get a better deal. I just tell them, hey, absolutely. Um, I have a loyalty. I have a rewards program. Here's how it works. You know, figure it out. If you want to rent 10 dumpsters and give a discount, give it on the 11th or give it on the 10th. Don't give it up front, uh, but let them know that there is some type of rewards program. You got to be able to tell your guys thank you. Um, The other thing that I do with that is um, I carry branded coffee cards. We co-brand with Starbucks. So like right here is... A coffee card. It's a Starbucks coffee card. On the front, it says same day dumpsters. It gives my website. It gives my phone number. I order these in bulk from Starbucks and I load them with 10 bucks. I don't load them with a crazy amount. I load them with 10 bucks. Depending on where I'm at, these double as business cards for me. I will have several of these in my pocket everywhere I go. I run into somebody, they want a business card. I'll usually flip them a Starbucks gift card. It's got all my information on it. They're not going to throw it away. They're going to keep it in their wallet, and I can keep track when they redeem this. The cool thing about this card is I can reload this card for them at any given time. It's a small rewards program, but it works for the guys. I hand these out to superintendents. I hand these out to people on the job site. I really like handing these out when I pick up dumpsters and they're loaded properly. They're not overloaded. They don't have a bunch of crap in them. They, when they play by all the rules, I'll pull one of these out and I'll hand it to a homeowner. I'll hand it to a superintendent. I'll hand it to anybody. And it's just a nice way of saying thank you. We appreciate you. It's 10 bucks. Um, it's it, it really just goes a long way with your guys that they feel appreciated. They feel validated. Guys, you, you need a rewards loyalty program. If you don't have one, get creative. Um, but figure, figure something like that out. It's a big deal. It's the little things, guys. Remember, these are all little steps, but it's the little things that'll keep these guys coming back to you. Coming in at number six, I think everybody needs to have an incredibly impressive online brand. If you don't have an online brand, you don't have a brand. It's pretty simple. Um, Your guys, when they look at your company, they're forming an opinion one way or another. 
you, your online brand needs to speak volumes. It, it really is the beginning of the funnel for your business. Everybody looks online. doesn't matter if it's Google, if it's Facebook, if it's um, Instagram. It, it just, it, it doesn't matter. Their, your website, a dumpster that they see parked in someone's driveway. You, your presence and your online presence, it, it needs to pop. Again, it's 2023. Online branding is everything. You need to make it count. You need to put your best step forward. You need to make sure that you're checking all the boxes. And you need to make sure that you're casting a wide enough net that you're attracting all the clients that you can. Um, I say this all the time. You know, I think sometimes people go too wide with all of their marketing and the way they try and do it. They're, they're scatterbrained. They're unorganized. They're all over the place. They try something for a week. It doesn't work. They bounce off something else. Look, I think you need to be about six or eight strategies and techniques wide. You know, whether that's ads, uh, whether that's SEO, whether that's giveaways, whether that's community stuff, whatever it is, you need to be about six or eight wide. But in those six or eight categories, you need to go deep and you need to go really deep. And that's where you're going to find the success. I think too many times guys are doing target practice and they're just, they've tried 90 different things and they don't have success. You're not going to have success. You're doing too much. Pick the six or eight things that your gut, your business sense, uh, your heart tells you is the right way to go. Go, but go deep and go as deep and as many levels down with those as you can. And that's where I found the success with my business is sticking with something, making sure that I'm giving it every opportunity and going as deep as I can in those levels. Guys, look at your, look at your online presence. The first thing you need to look at is look at, let's start with something simple. Look at your business name. Does your business name, does it say what you do? I love simple names. I hate complex names where I have to think about Project 42. What the fuck is Project 42? Nobody even knows what that is. You might think it's a cool name or it's named after something special to you or whatever else, but I don't know what it is and I don't care. I like super simple names. I like naming of a business that tells me what it is, what they do, Everything about them with as few words as possible. Anyone that knows me and knows any business I've ever had, I am super simple on this. My dumpsters, same day dumpsters. Nobody has mistaken that for an ice cream parlor. Nobody's mistaken that for a bar. Nobody's mistaken that for a candy shop or a mobile detailing business, you know exactly what it is. You guys need to look at the name of your business and you need to have simple, precise, very direct names. Then go to the next level. I posted about this a couple weeks ago. Your Instagram name. Instagram names used to be just that. They were just names. They didn't really matter. It was just a username that you used to get into the game and get in the feed to look at what everybody else is doing, maybe post some stuff. It didn't really matter. That's not the case. Your Instagram name, your profile, that is your brand. That is 100% your brand. You know, if you're, you know, Mikey Does Vegas and that's your Instagram name, I don't know if there's a Mikey Does Vegas, there probably is you're probably not going to attract some of the collaborations, the opportunities and different things you want. Look, when somebody sends me a message, a direct message, first thing I do, I look at their name and I go look at their profile. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I do this. Then I look at their profile. If they have a name that is professional, 
tells me what they do. I look at their profile. These guys are trying. They got something good. They're more apt to get a response from me than if I go and I look at their profile. I can't figure out what they do. They're all over the board. They're reaching out to me to try and do a collaboration. They're reaching out to me to try and do business with me. Let me share, let me share with you guys a, a true story. This happened to me last week when I was in Vegas. Last week I'm in Vegas and I get a DM from a guy. Can't remember his name. It was nothing special. He says, hey, want to grow your brand? Um, I'm a social media expert. I'm a YouTube enthusiast. I can grow your brand to be, you know, the top of the industry. Something like that. Just kind of a horseshit message, but he intended well. I went and looked at his page. He had just some, some crazy name that just, it was harmless, but it didn't really mean anything. He had 19 posts. One was him smoking weed. One was him with some guns. One was him fishing. One was him drinking with his buddies. One, I think, was with his girlfriend. Typical, you know, like stuff that maybe guys have in their Instagram. I messaged him. I said, hey, you're going to teach me about business? Really? What's the first thing you would teach me? And he responded back. He's like, man, I can help your brand grow. And, and, and I just, I wasn't playing with him. But I, I was feeling like in the moment I wanted to teach him a little bit about like how it works. And I just said, look, if your online brand isn't stronger than mine, you're not going to reel me in as a customer. You're not going to reel me in as a client. If my branding is more on point than yours, if my brand is more disciplined than yours, if my profile and everything I do is more professional than yours, I'm not going to do business with you. And I told him, if you can't brand yourself, how the fuck are you going to brand me? That's a true story. That just happened this last, this last week while I was in Vegas at Connect. Guys, look at your business name. Does it represent you? Look at your Instagram username. Does it tell the story of what you want to say? If it doesn't, change it. Oh, I don't want to have to change everything else. What, you want to change it in a year from now? You want to change it in three years from now? Change it. If it doesn't represent you, you're not committed enough. Get it changed. Make an impression. 2023, guys. No time like now, but time to really start doing things that get you in the game instead of just acting like you're in the game. I'm going to, get, I'm going to give you number seven. Number seven is a play off of what we were just talking about with six. Maybe your business needs a facelift. Maybe it's time you rebrand. Maybe it's time you get more serious. Maybe your business has shifted. Maybe you started as junk removal and now you're dumpster rentals. Or maybe you started as dumpster rentals and now you're landscaping. Or maybe you started as landscaping and now you're internal demolition. I don't know. Do you need a facelift? This is a time to figure out if you need a facelift. If you do, do it. How do you know if you need a facelift? Won't you ask? Ask a couple of people. I would not ask my best friends. I would not ask my family. I would not ask my partner, my wife, my girlfriend. I wouldn't ask them. Who would I ask? I'd ask my competitor. I would ask other people in the industry. I would reach out to, um, this isn't an open invite for everybody to reach out to me and tell me what I think about their business. That's not what I'm saying. I've done this. I've reached out to people that I think are doing well in an industry. And I'm like, what do you think about my brand? It sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. It's misleading. It's confusing. It's vague. Whatever it is. Best way to find out what others think about your brand Go out there and ask some people. Maybe ask someone you really trust, but try and stay away from the family, the friends, the partners, the girlfriends, the boyfriends. Try and stay away from that. I'm not sure those guys are going to give you the, the true honesty that you're looking for. Reach out to a competitor. Reach out to um, colleagues that are in your industry that understand what you're trying to do. 
guys, if you need a facelift, make it happen. Um, again, branding is everything. You need to make sure you're putting out the right message. Look, maybe, maybe you've outgrown the way you did business. Maybe you've outgrown that brand. Maybe you've outgrown those services. Maybe you've outgrown um, how you process payments. Maybe you've outgrown your booking platform. Maybe you've outgrown your equipment. Whatever it is, take a look at it. Take a look at what you're doing or what you're not doing. Something that might have worked six months ago just doesn't work now. Maybe it's time of year. Maybe the, the market shifted. Maybe it pivoted. But really take a look at that. I like to coin that a business facelift. Um, but I challenge you. Re reach out to two or three people that you feel will give you some honest feedback. Ask them what they think about your business, about the message that you're sending out there, about the type of clients you're trying to attract, um, you know, things like that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good that comes out of that. Uh, sometimes it can be a little tough to hear that, but hey man, you're in business. You hear the tough responses, you read the tough reviews, uh, not everything is, you know, lollipops and rainbows in this. You know, it's ugly. It's in the trenches. And um, take a look at your business. Your name, your usernames, your website, how you do business, everything. Look at a business, business facelift. See if that's right for you. Number eight, reviews. First of all, Yelp is shit. Stay away from Yelp. It doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a pay-to-play. There's no credibility. Um, just stay away from Yelp. It's not going to help you. Google. You need to learn how to ask for reviews in a morally, ethically, above-board way. Let me explain. If you're off on discounts for reviews, you suck. You're destroying your own industry. You suck. Leave me a review and we'll give you $50 off. I know, I know for a fact, 1-800 gives discounts if you leave a review. Don't do it. If you really want to know how you're doing, don't ask for reviews at all. That tells you how you're doing. Are you giving service that is so compelling these guys are going out of their way to leave you a review? That's how you really know what you're doing. Okay? Are guys leaving you a review unsolicited? Are they going on, dropping a picture, sharing their experiences because you went over the top? I know of a company that this is their business model. This is where they put all their effort. They put all their effort into customer experience. They want to get reviews unsolicited. Anybody can send you an electronic email. Anyone can ask for a review. Anyone can, after anything, send you. Man, you get 40 a day. You're not going to leave those guys reviews. So how do you get reviews? I think the best way to get a review is on the clients that you know you absolutely connected with. I think you just ask them for it. Um, at the end of the rental, when you pick up the rental, look them in the eye, shake their hand, thank them for the business. Hey, I would really appreciate a review. It helps me. It helps my family. It helps our business. It helps others. Like-minded people like you find us. If you can leave a review, Leave a picture with it. Google likes photos. They tend to float to the top. I would really appreciate it. One in 10, after they tell you yes, are going to leave a review. 10 people are going to look you in the eye, tell you yes. One will do it. That gives you an idea of how many reviews you need to ask for. What you don't be doing, though, don't, don't out there giving discounts. I'll give you 20% off. I'll remove the mattress for free. You know, it, th that's pay to play. And just so you know, 
If Google finds out that you gave a discount for a review, they will suspend your account. It's very core. It's in their guidelines. I don't do it. I don't encourage it. But reviews are important. Uh, they're very important. I think it's more important to have fewer positive reviews than a lot of reviews with a mixed bag of all over the board. But again, guys, let's go all the way back to the very first thing in this podcast. I told you, go read your competitors' reviews. That's where the, the pain points are. That's where the victories are. That's where your customer loves them. That's where the customer hates them. That's where you figure out where your market is. That's where you figure out where your pricing is. It's all in the reviews. If you're not doing the reviews, you need to get them. Um, and it's a constant thing that you're constantly working at. We're a couple years into this. Uh, we don't have crazy amount of reviews, but the reviews we have have photos. Uh, they're written well. Uh, you can tell that the client gave the review because it was unsolicited and they wanted to. And I think that's where it's at. Uh, remember, guys, whoever you are online, you need to be that same person in person. What I mean by that is if you're trying to be something online that you're not, your client's going to see right through that as soon as you get on site. Um, you need to be as genuine and authentic as you can be because you've put that persona out online and that's what your client's expecting when they rent from you, when they see you, when they talk to you, when you show up at their house or their business. Um, but guys, re reviews are important, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's Google, whether it's um, a local community board or whatever else it is. Always take the opportunity, um, you know, to try and get people to leave reviews. Here's, a, here's another thing that I've done that's worked out really well, too, is unsolicited, I will leave a business a review. If a business rents a dumpster from me and they they paid on time, they played by all the rules, did everything else, I'll leave my review and I'll put a picture on it and I'll just be like, hey, my experience isn't one from buying from this customer, but I worked with this customer and I feel that's important enough to kind of tell everybody my experience with them. These guys rented a dumpster from us. I know it's not the traditional business that you guys are expecting on here and I'll leave my review. And it's my way of showing my appreciation to that business is I'll send out those reviews to those guys and tell them thank you in the form of a review without them asking for it. And sometimes that's a nice surprise. We've all had them before. We wake up in the morning. We got a review overnight. We got a five star. Um, it's a good way to do business. You're not paying for it, and you're kind of tipping out that client in a, the, probably the most valuable way you can by leaving them a review uh, that they didn't ask for. So think about that, too. If you have customers that you're always doing business with, take a few minutes. Drop them a five-star review. Put a photo in there. Make sure it algorithms to the top because any reviews with photos are likely to rise to the top. So anyway, hope that helps. Um, but reviews, definitely. All right, checking in at number nine is creating a customer experience that they can't ignore. I'll give you an example. We rent dumpster, guys. Dumpsters are dumpsters or dumpsters. I don't care. It's a dumpster. Nobody cares. I'm just looking for the cheapest price. I'm just looking for this. I'm looking for that. I disagree. I think that it's my job to figure out where some pain points are and what customers don't like. I'll give you an example. And before you guys light me up, I know, I know people are going to light me up like you're crazy. You're insane for doing this. I'm too busy. I don't have time to do this. This costs money that you don't need to do. Let me tell you what we do. Every dumpster never once has there been an exception since I've been in business that doesn't get steam cleaned and pressure washed before it gets delivered to a customer? I know I can hear it. I can hear it all over the country. You got more time. You're not busy enough. How can you afford to do that? There's no way we can do that. We don't have a wash bay bias. 
the number one comment on my reviews, the number one comment when we get tipped. Yep, we get tipped. I mean, it's not not a lot, but we do get tipped. I appreciate how clean this dumpster is. If I'm taking a dumpster to Mrs. Smith's home, and Mrs. Smith only rents a dumpster once every five years, and she opens up that dumpster, trust me, she doesn't want a dirty diaper stuck to the door. She doesn't want sour milk running out on her high-end driveway. She doesn't want all the crap stuck to the bottom of it and flies flying around. She doesn't want it. She does not want it. And they open it up, and it's clean. It's presentable. There's no flies. There's no stickiness. There's no shit. There's nothing in there. We literally pressure wash and clean every dumpster before we deliver it to the customer. We're creating an experience for the customer that even though it's a dumpster, there's a better way of doing it. It works for us. It's in our business model. It's in the expense. It's in the time. Everything that we do is based around that dumpster being pressure washed and cleaned before we deliver it to the customer. I am creating an experience with my customers. Oh yeah, the orange dumpsters. Man, those things were clean. They even smell good. I don't know why they say that. We don't put any fragrance or anything in them. Maybe the soap from the car wash has a scent to it. I don't know. But we're also showing respect to our client when we show up. We're bringing you a dumpster, but I'm not bringing you somebody else's garbage. I'm bringing you a dumpster, but I'm not bringing you somebody else's filth. I'm bringing you a dumpster, but I'm not bringing you somebody else's trash. Create an experience that they cannot ignore. Create an experience with your client that they're obligated to share it with other people. Create an experience more than just dumpster rentals. Guys, if you're not out there doing anything different, you're just another dumpster company with the same size dumpster at the same price, offering the same service as everybody else. You guys can't figure out why you don't stand out. That's why you don't stand out. I got a black dumpster. I got my decals that I put on it. I'm the same price as everybody else. I'm paying the same amount to dispose of it as everybody else. Why am I not busy? Really? <laughs> You're 50th, 60th, 70th, 80th down a list in a big market. You're ranking 73 out of 114 people. They're never going to find you. You got to do something different. You got to stand out. And that starts and ends with that customer experience. Find out what you can do to make your clients sing your praises to their friends when they're at church, when they're at school, when they're at work. Hey, we rented a dumpster. I'm going to tell you right now. This thing was the cleanest thing I've ever seen in my life. This thing was absolutely incredible. They showed up on time. The price was fair. They picked it up and took it away. They protected my driveway. They didn't damage it. It was actually a pretty good experience. You need to create that. So number nine, create an experience your clients cannot ignore. Try it, guys. It's, it's, um, it's done us very well. Yeah, it's not always easy, you know, washing cans before we take them to somebody. But now it's, just, it's in our DNA. It's in our fabric. It's in, it's in the core of how we do business. People know it. Um, just, it works. It works for us. Um, but I challenge you guys find, find that, find that unique experience that your customers can't stop talking about. All right. Number 10, co-market with a local business. That being said, today's episode, yes, we have a sponsor. Brought to you by City Barbers. This haircut, this beard trim, City Barbers. Located downtown Salt Lake City. These guys hit it out of the park. Fantastic shop. Go see my guy, Juice. Um, I'm in there every week. I get a haircut all the time. Guys, I can't stress how important it is. You need to look professional. 
even though you might have some tattoos, you might have a beard, you might be the Harley type, whatever else, you can do that but still be well-groomed. You need to be well-groomed in this business. You're out doing bids. You're seeing people face-to-face. If you're one that already has a bunch of tattoos, say like me, you've used all your edginess already up. You, you put it on your skin, you put it on your face, you put it on your throat, whatever. You've used all your edginess up. You need to be well-groomed. You need to look good. You need to smell good. You need to be able to be in front of clients and have them trust you. That all starts with a great haircut. City Barbers, downtown Salt Lake City. I'll put the link to their shop below. My guy Juice hooked me up this week. Thank you, Juice, for the fresh cut. I appreciate you. Guys, collaborate. I collaborate with coffee shops and barber shops. There's a lot of power in this, guys. If you can collaborate with a local business, you can get introduced to new clients and you're being recommended by someone they already trust. For example, if I can get a coffee shop to work with me in collaboration with a coffee card or something like that, their clients already trust the coffee shop because they support them. If that coffee shop turns around and does a promotion with me, they're in sense telling their customers, hey, do business with same day. We do business with same day. We like same day. Do business with same day. Figure out a way to do it that you're not giving discounts, but you're bringing value. It's all about the value. It's about the customer experience. But if you guys are not doing collaborations, that is equally beneficial for both businesses. It can't be one-sided. It's got to benefit your business as much as it does the person that you're working with. I love coffee shops. Coffee shops are easy because people hit them at least once a day, sometimes multiple times a day. Um, You can tip them out with coffee cards. Um, You can do collaborations where, you know, you can do coffee cups and get your name put on them. Just, I like coffee shops. It's a, it's a lower price point that I can get in front of a lot of guys um, and a lot of new customers. Look, if, if you want other people to trust you and trust you quickly, consider doing a collaboration with a coffee shop, with a hardware store, um, with a local restaurant, with a local mechanic shop, um, tattoo shop, whatever, whatever you like. There's a lot of power in collaborations with each other. Just sit down with an owner. Hey, let's work together. How can we make this work? How can I, how can I tell your story to my customers? And how can you tell my story to your clients? And let's see if we can get some overlap in there that benefits both of us. Work on some collaborations. Make a commitment to go out into your local market and try and figure one or two of those out this week. Number 11, you guys should promote and offer unique services. I want you guys to think about truly what it means to be outside the box. I'm always looking for unique ways to offer services to our clients that maybe not everyone's doing. I'm going to share with you the most recent one that we did. As a lot of you know, um, this is the winter that won't end. And Utah, I'm located downtown Salt Lake, and we have ski resorts that have had 700 inches of snow. You've seen the snowstorms in California. You've seen some of the guys go out there and try and clean up. It's an absolute mess. There's been times there's been so much snow, I can't deliver dumpsters. I can't pick dumpsters up. The transfer station's closed. It's just an absolute mess. So what we did is we took our email list um, and we created an email and we sent it out. And we offered to clear snow to everybody on our email list for no charge. This did a couple of things for us. It let our clients know, hey, we're here to help you. 
We're not working anyway. We're not, we're not picking up dumpsters. We're not skating dumpsters. We're not delivering dumpsters. There's too much snow to do it. Do we have the construction equipment to move snow? Absolutely. So what this did was we sent this email out and we made the button shareable. So in that email, Danny, my girl that does all my emails for me, because I'm no good at it. Somebody's better at it than me. You got to have them do it for me. She sent this out. This email, guys, if you guys know anything about email campaign campaigns, had a 93% open rate. Now, that's insanely high. We usually average somewhere in the mid-70s because we have a super clean list. Uh, on our list are only people that have rented dumpsters from us before. There's no one else on the list. We don't buy names. We don't try and download names on the internet. We don't try and download names that companies bring to us. Everybody on my list has rented a dumpster from me. So we always get a super high rate of open on this. That thing was opened in the 90%. Over 60% of those emails got shared to somebody else. What this did is this enabled us to showcase our construction equipment. So now we go out. We're shoveling or we're snow removing driveways. Yeah, we put some terms and conditions in there. Hey, we're not here to do back decks and sidewalks and steps. We're here. You got four feet of snow. You can't even get out of your driveway. We're here to knock out the heavy stuff. And that's how we did it. Uh, we didn't go out there with, with shovels and rock salt and, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff. We went out there moved the big stuff, allowed these people to get in and out of their driveway and moved on to the next one. But all these clients now know that we have construction equipment. So we were able to go out and do something nice for our community. We were able to bring brand awareness. We were able to display the equipment that we have. So now a summer comes along, these dumpster guys, not only did they know that, man, these guys came out shovel my snow. I can tell you this right now. I've never received an email from anyone in my life offering to shovel my snow ever. So it's memorable. The people remember it. Even if they didn't take you up on it, they remember it. That's marketing. That's giving them value. Then they see our custom blue cat skid steer, Bobcat MT 100. And these guys you, you talk to them while you're removing snow. Oh, I didn't know you guys had this stuff. This is super cool. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, hey, you know, we can help with sod removal. We can help with landscaping. We can help with you know, land clearing, land leveling, anything else like that. So we got an opportunity when the rest of the world was kind of stopped in our area anyway because of snow and it just crippled basically our community. We got a way to go out there and tell our story, do some good, help some people and bring brand awareness at a time when most of my competitors were just snowed in, their trucks were parked, their drivers were off, whatever they were doing. Guys, find a way to give a unique service. Give a service that it makes it hard for your competitors to keep up with you. Offer services that put so much space between you and your competitors that it really makes it difficult that they're always looking at you and trying to figure out. It's, it's better for our industry if everyone's constantly raising the bar. Raise the bar, push it higher, offer more, give more services, give more value. Everybody wins. That's how we, that's how we evolve as an industry. There's too much of the secrecy. I don't want to tell you. I don't want to share with you. That's one of the things about this podcast you know, stay loaded. It's, it's about keeping your dumpsters loaded. It's about staying loaded. It's about evolving. It's about me sharing stuff that I don't have time to share on Instagram or the platform just doesn't have enough space for me to get into an hour conversation or I haven't shared on YouTube. There's no secrets with me. I'll tell you. Uh, watch enough of these videos, listen to enough of my podcast. You're, you're going to know how I do everything. It, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that I'm sharing that with people. I had to learn it from somebody. I had to learn it somewhere and everyone else does too. I view it as a good thing. I view it as a good thing when you're talking to your competition. Uh, we just went to Vegas 
and I hosted a networking dinner, every single person except one person was a direct competitor of mine, a direct competitor that I deal with daily. Brought him in. Let's have dinner. We sat down. We exchanged phone numbers. We exchanged emails. We talked about ideas. And you know what? I got more guys that I feel that I can call today if I get in a jam or if I want to refer work to or if I want to do something like that with. Guys, no secrets. Just get out there, learn, share. But the biggest thing is create something in your business. Create a service that is unique to you. Create a service that you're making it hard for other people. Highly encourage you. Look at what you're doing. If you're doing the same thing as everybody else, charging the same thing as everybody else, with the same equipment as everybody else, you don't stand out. And you're not going to stand a chance in the long run. You got to be unique. Offer something unique. All right, number 12. This is the last one on my list. Um, I think it's important for everyone to connect with like-minded people. This can look a couple different ways. This can be your local Rotary Club. This can be your local church. However, if you are going to church, just be careful with this one. Most people are there for spirituality. They're there to worship. They're there to reset for the week. They're there to meditate. They don't want to get pitched dumpsters or junk removal you know, tattoos or any, they don't want to get pitched that when they're there, but there can be a lot of collaboration outside of church. When you made the introduction in church, um, I personally have a lot of contacts with my church group. I'm very, very, very aware and careful. I don't ever bring business in there. I don't pitch it. I don't drive my work truck to church. I don't do any of that stuff. It's I'm respectful of everyone else's space and I want them to be respectful of mine. But I can tell you this, I've collaborated and some of the greatest projects I've worked on are people that I've met at church. We have the same likes. We have the same mindset. You know, this can be uh, little league baseball coaching. This can be, uh, this can take the form of just about anything. Look, collaborate. Collaborate with like-minded guys. Get in a room with people that think the same way. Share ideas. Um, bounce things back off each other. Like I mentioned, we just did this in Vegas. We invited everybody um, that wanted to come to that dinner until it sold out. It sold out with just a couple hours. It was crazy. And thank you, by the way. Thank you to everybody that uh, that came down to that Um you know, I had guys in there from Arizona. I had some guys from Wyoming. I had obviously several companies from here locally in Salt Lake City. Um, guys, your competitors are just like you. Uh, they're just out there trying to do it. They're trying to make a living. And you can share a lot. Um, you know, I see posts all the time with guys like, just watch your competitor and copy what they do. Man, just pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and come have a coffee with me. Like, I'll, I'll tell you anything you want to know. There's no secrets, and there is no secrets about my pricing and services. You know why? It's on my website, and you can book it 24-7. And you can look at anything you want to look at. I'm all over social media. I'm on Instagram. As you guys know, we got on YouTube late last year. We're, we're doing a podcast. We're on Google. We're, we're all over the place. We're, we're trying to cast the, the best net that we can for the highest returns but going deep in all those areas. Guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast. I think I'm done with this one for today. There, there's 12 surefire ways that you can drive new business, attract new clients to your dumpster, your junk removal. And truth be told, you can use these ideas. It doesn't matter if you own a barber shop, a coffee shop, a tattoo shop, or a daycare. You could really take any of these ideas. You can implement them. You can put them in. But guys, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I'm really looking forward to the podcast. I've been telling you guys for a couple weeks that we we're going to fire this up. Um, this is it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for giving me an hour of your time or however much you listened to it before you had to get move on to something else. 
I don't know if you watched it uh, on YouTube, if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple, but hey, you know, this is all about, um, you know, staying loaded, keeping your dumpsters loaded, uh, being as profitable as you can. We're going to share a lot of ideas about entrepreneurial. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of guests in here. Uh, we're just going to talk about the experiences. Hey, it's hard. There's ups, there's downs, there's highs, there's lows. You know, there's all sorts of things, you know. Um, but like I, I have a friend that tells me all the time, hey, they're the real ones. They're going to follow you. They're going to listen to you. They're going to support you. The haters, man, they're going to delete and block you. Guys, hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much. Appreciate all the support. Don't forget, Sunday, 6 p.m., we got another YouTube episode coming out. You guys are going to want to watch this one. I talk specifically about stop hauling overloaded dumpsters and what you're really doing to your business to your reputation and to your bottom line sunday 6 p.m youtube thanks guys we'll catch you next time